Hello, hello, and welcome to Non-Technical, where I, your host, Alexis Gay, interview influential folks from tech, media, business, and beyond about everything except their resumes. Today on the show, I am so excited to say we have my friend Shannon Fiedler, writer, comedian, content creator, and actress. Though she's done a lot of other super impressive, really interesting things prior to that, which admittedly, I'm not going to ask her that much about. Shannon, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Are you ready to dive in? I am ready to jump right in. Hell yeah, let's do it. This episode of Non-Technical is brought to you by Acrisure, a fintech and global leader in insurance, real estate services, cyber services, asset and wealth management, and more. Their promise of providing an extraordinary advantage is just what businesses and people need today when you consider, well, um, everything. The company combines human and high tech to help businesses and people grow and protect what they work so hard to build. And they really, really know growth. In less than a decade, they've grown 100x from 38 million to nearly 4 billion in revenue. Sound interesting? Go to www.acrisure.com to request a quote or find a solution. Shannon Fiedler is a writer, comedian, content creator, and actress in New York City. Through her comedy, Shannon examines relatable, everyday absurdities with an unapologetically feminine voice and unexpected spin, distilling ordinary situations into their most entertaining essence. Her work has been featured on various media platforms, including BuzzFeed, Barstool, Overheard New York, Betches, and Grazia. Shannon Fiedler, welcome to Non-Technical. Thanks for having me, Alexis. So excited to be here. Here we go. Here we go. It's such a treat. I was saying to you earlier, I always love having friends on the pod, people who I know IRL. You and I, of course, had coffee a few weeks ago, months ago. What's time? What is time? <laughs> I'm like, I know I was sweating a lot, so it must it was have hot. been hot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So we had coffee when it was hot out. Good start. Very good stuff. I'm super happy to have you on. Obviously a fan of your work. And I was immediately struck by the fact that we have a major uh, piece of our history in common, which is that we're both from Connecticut. Got to wrap the 203 to 860. Yeah. And you are 203 or you're Southern Connecticut. My phone's 203, but mm. I moved to the 860 in like middle school. So I've kind of done the whole state. It's not a big Whoa. deal. But. Did you maintain a <laughs> yeah. 203 phone number? I did. Isn't that <gasps> kind of crazy? That's wild. Even while you were living in the 860? Yeah. I like got my cell phone. That's wild. Do you ever feel like you're living a lie when you give your cell phone number to someone? Every day. I'm an wow. alias. I can't believe you <laughs> carry that burden. <laughs> it's a really hard life I lead. So. Yeah. It's a very Connecticut burden. You're carrying it in a long shop bag, but it's heavy nonetheless. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. That's wonderful. Well, I want to start here. Tell me this. How did you spend your last day off? My last day off was, oh my God, I spent it traveling home from Telluride. Oh. Which is a trek and a half. Let me yeah. tell you. It's beautiful. Beautiful place. Loved I've it. Heard. Loved being yes. there. It's not easy to get to. So you fly from New York to Denver, which is like yes. a pretty long flight. Yeah. Then you have to fly from Denver to Montrose, which is like one of those little airports that has like five planes. There's no baggage claim. It's just... What do they do? They just throw your bag at you? Pretty much. They're just like, here are the bags. That's great. So you fly to Montrose. It's beautiful. It's like you get off the plane on the tarmac. Are the mountains around you? Mountains everywhere. Having a hard time breathing because the altitude, you know, it's sure. the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Then you have to take an hour and a half shuttle to tell your ride. There are no Ubers. Oh my! What? Yeah. What were you doing out there burying a body? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to get away. Uh, similarly, we had a wedding. 
kind of the same vibe, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was like, it was a stunning wedding. They got married on the peak of the mountain. (gasps) It was like the most breathtaking thing I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. But then Sunday, my last day off was spent making the long, arduous journey home. (laughs) Doing the schlep. Have you had a lot of weddings this year? Less than last year. Well, we got invited to five weddings last weekend. Five weddings that were set to occur last weekend? Yes. Oh my so, God. So I guess we got invited to a lot, but we only ended up going, obviously, to one. Yes, of course. That date. Wow. I know. Very popular. Yeah. And then other people that I know tangentially that yeah. I would never be invited to their wedding. I saw yeah. a lot of wedding content. So I was hmm. like, this must be the most popular weekend. Okay. My theory that comes to mind on why it must have something to do with venue availability. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was typically not a very popular date. And so when people had to push and reschedule their weddings, like maybe that was a date that was open Mm -hmm. at a lot of venues or something. Yeah. Venue availability is no joke. These places are, they book up fast. (laughs) You would maybe probably know because of your recent engagement, right? Congratulations. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. So exciting. Yes, yes. It is exciting. It's fun. I haven't started to hate wedding planning yet. I'm sure at some point I will. Sure. But as of right now, it's still a joy. But yeah, when we started looking (laughs) at venues, it was, really hard to find a date at Mm. any of them. They were like, we have one day left and it's December 23rd. And you're like, that's not mm. when I want to get married. So no, yeah, difficult to find. Though you could do a Christmas themed wedding. You could do Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Have you thought about that? Well, now I have. You could have the bridesmaids dress up as reindeer and elves. Easy. This is great. We're getting through so much of your wedding planning just right off the bat. Yeah, done. I don't need anything else. No, this is perfect. Let your fiance know that we've handled it. As a reindeer. (laughs) Yeah. And then your maid of honor can be Rudolph. Like have a red nose. Oh, duh. God, this just keeps... This is brilliant. It's so natural, too. It's just like each idea better than the last. How has no one done this before? I don't understand. I actually don't know. You could come in on a sleigh. I have a lot of ideas somehow for a Christmas-themed wedding. Wow. Anyway. It's coming to you so quickly, too. (laughs) This is definitely, I guess, what I should be doing with my time is planning seasonal or holiday-themed wedding celebrations. In all your spare time that you have. Yeah, I've been recently just sitting, looking, pondering out my window, thinking, what should I do with this copious amount of free time planning a Mr. and Mrs. Claus wedding (laughs) for Shannon? (laughs) Okay, so I'm curious. Is there a song that whenever you hear it totally takes you back in time? The one that comes to mind is Hips Don't Lie by Shakira. I hear that song and I am at my eighth grade dance. The boys on one side of the room, the girls on the other side of the room. Absolutely. Tempted to talk to each other, but Mm -hmm. not doing it. That's right. And just like shaking your little prepubescent hips at Shakira. (laughs) Yes. Were you a fan of those dances? Oh, yeah. I love dancing. I love any excuse Mm. to do that. So I was such a flirt, even as like a little kid. Really? (laughs) Gosh, I was so envious of girls like you. (laughs) I, I mean, I don't think I was successful, but I loved the theory of it. That's I was the important like, part. No, no, that's amazing. I was like a seven-year-old hopeless romantic. Like, I, <laughs> I, like honestly, and I would like write these whole fantasies in my head and be like, oh, we're going to the mm-hmm. dance. I'm going to get so mm-hmm. dolled up and dressed up. And then like, yes. it's just so segregated by gender. Of course. You don't speak yes. to anyone. No. But in my head, I was going to fall in love and have my Cinderella moment. Are you someone that had one crush for like eight years of middle school or were you someone that was falling in love with someone new every week? I had a crush through all of elementary school Mm. that I like that stuck with me. Once I got to middle school, every week it was someone new. I was like, oh, this person, this person. And then like Zac Efron in my locker or the guy from Gossip Girl. 
that played Nate. I feel like his name was Chase. I don't remember. Nate? Wait, the one that was with Blake Lively or? At, at the beginning. At the beginning, yes. The blonder one though. Yeah, the blonde guy. Real that handsome. makes perfect sense. The tormented preppy guy. But yeah, so then on the OC, were you Ryan or Seth? I didn't watch the OC. <gasps> I know. <laughs> I know. Shit. I feel like I'm missing a huge part of pop culture. I guess I'm more curious about how it missed you. Did people not watch it at your school? That's a great question. I don't know how it missed me. I think that mm. is the right way to put it. Yes, it did. <laughs> my senior year of high school, all my friends were re-watching it. And I like tried mm. to jump in a little bit. But yeah. I just felt so out of place because I didn't know what was going on that I just removed myself. But I know the theme song. If you're driving on the 101 in California and you don't play that Phantom Planet song at least once. You're wrong. You're dead inside. <laughs> yeah, Go back easy. to East Coast. <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah. You don't belong. Okay. Well, first of all, shows like that that had a big impact on you when you're like a teenager or a middle schooler, I think if you don't watch them at the time and then you try to watch them 10 years later, it's really jarring. Yeah. They're not You're good. You're like, why did people like this? Yeah, no, they're not good. I know. For me, something like The O.C., which I loved, and if I were to rewatch it, I'm sure I would be able to more objectively evaluate perhaps the narrative, but I would still get a lot of joy out of it. Oh, yeah. It's so nostalgic and so fun. I totally. love rewatching TV. What's your big rewatch show? Well, right now I'm rewatching Gilmore Girls for like the really? ninth time. Do you want to hear a wild fact? I do. I've never seen an episode. That is worth watching. That show is that show do holds think, up, I think. Girl, I think you're caught in a web of delusion. You think if I pop in Gilmore Girl in like I'm watching a DVD, you think yeah. if I- <laughs> If I rewind my VHS tape. And T-vote it. (laughs) Do you think I would genuinely enjoy it, even though I've never seen an episode? I do. I really do. It's Amy Sherman Palladino who wrote Mm. Mrs. Maisel. So if you like Mrs. Maisel, you would like this show. The dialogue is brilliant. I'm close with my mom. I feel like we have a very Lorelai-Rory relationship. If you're close with your mom, you have to watch it. Okay. It's so charming and sweet. It's so Connecticut. Okay. So good. I will think about this. I will really <laughs> genuinely. Enough. I will say the year in the life when they did the remake, not I didn't was not a fan of that. Oh, they rebooted it. They did a reboot back when everybody was doing a reboot and they did okay. four like movies basically. They were 90 oh. minutes and they did one for each season and they called it a year in the life and they were oh, all cool. grown up. Yeah. Did they call it Gilmore Women? Because they should have. <laughs> they should have. They didn't, but they should have. Okay, sad. All right, well, Amy Sherman Palladino, <laughs> I probably knows better than I do. <laughs> but if she were to plan a Christmas-themed wedding, I bet I know who her first call would be, just saying. Oh, easy. Hands down. You should reach out. Okay, so do you rewatch shows for comfort, for joy? What brings you to throw on a show you've seen a bunch of times before? Wow, making me unpack my psyche here. <laughs> I think part of it is joy. I like these shows. Another part of it is I'm a pretty passive TV watcher. Mm. I lived alone for many years. I love music. I love listening to music. But I think there's something about people talking. So yes, having that yes. sort of dialogue running in the apartment was just comforting. Like It makes me sound like this lonely cat woman. But it was just the noise <laughs> of the apartment. I know what and, you mean. That doesn't make you sound like a lonely cat woman. But so I would put on shows that I had seen because I could put them on and then go cook dinner or put away mm. the laundry or multitask on my computer. And by that, I mean online shop, probably. Yes, for sure. any real work. So I put those shows on a lot of times because I like background TV. I can click in at any moment and know what's going on. I have that too. That's almost exactly how I would have answered that question. So I relate to that a lot. What's your go-to rewatch? If I'm doing a rewatch, 
in the style that you just uh, described, it would be 30 Rock, The Office, mm-hmm. or Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big NBC Thursday lineup. Yeah. Workplace comedies. Yeah. Mine was The Office for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And then they took it off Netflix, right? And then I just... I subscribed to Peacock so I could still watch it. That's brilliant. I mean, I think we have Peacock. My uh, muscle memory brings me to Netflix. What's the tiniest hill you're willing to die on? Like something inconsequential that you would really go to bat for? My biggest pet peeve in the world that I think oh. we should eradicate from this world mm-hmm. is cake shaped like other foods. <laughs> I know that over the pandemic, there was that whole like, is it cake fad? Yes. I have hated cake shaped like other foods for years. For, oh, before like, it was cool. Far before this. Yes. Okay. Before it was cool. Okay. Yes. I found the band okay. before they were popular. And, Amazing. And it's very nuanced because if the cake is shaped like a hairdryer... I yes. don't know why you would have that. That doesn't bother me. If it's an oh. if it's an object that one does not eat, otherwise, <gasps> okay. I'm okay with it. Okay. But if it's a food, I think it yes. has to do with like mixing up your senses, right? Because yes. this is how it comes about, right? Someone's okay. like, she loves hamburgers, so we got her a cake <laughs> shaped like a hamburger. I'm like, if she loves hamburgers, get her a hamburger. <laughs> I love nachos. If someone brought me a plate of nachos and I was yes. so excited to eat those nachos yes. and then I cut into it and it was fondant <laughs> and buttercream, I would be so angry. Yes. And it just like, it's confusing. It's, I don't know why it makes me so angry yes. and it's always made me angry. And mm. then over the pandemic, when they started doing this, is it cake? And they were like, it's a cake shaped like raw chicken. I was like, I didn't know Disgusting. I could hate this more. Yeah. And yeah. now I, I hate it even more. And this is a hill I will die on that if, if I go to your birthday party and you have a yeah. cake shaped like chicken nuggets, I'm not yeah, eating your You're cake. out. That's I'm fine. I'm going to go to McDonald's and get chicken nuggets <laughs> on my own and eat them. I will fully respect that decision. This is my hill. I will fall on my sword for this. Fall right on your fork. This is an amazing hill. That I is so love good. this hill so much, Shannon. Okay. Uh, several questions. Whew. Do you remember the first cake you ever saw that really bothered you? I don't. I don't know where this comes this from. This just means that there have been so many of them. Yeah. It's just really always pissed me off. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I love that it makes you angry. <laughs> what about food that is not cake, but shaped like other food? The example that's coming to mind for me is also hamburgers. They made gummy hamburgers. Don't like those either. Okay. But do you feel much st- more strongly about the cake? Yes. Okay. And I think they're less offensive because, like, if you look at a gummy hamburger, you would never think it's an actual hamburger. Okay. But these, like, intricate cakes that people yes, design. that really look like the food, yeah. Yes, or whatever it might be. And you look at it and you're like, oh, wow, that's a plate of dumplings. And then it's And then it's funfetti icing, yeah. Has anyone ever fooled you with a cake? So I just turned 30. Mm-hmm. And I had like a large birthday gathering and three of my friends who I've talked about this to ad nauseum. Anyone who knows me who's listening to this podcast is going to be like, this again? Like, Shannon, <laughs> we get it. No, she's spreading the word. Awareness is key. Exactly. In eradicating this disease of cakes shaped like other food. Oh my God. Yes. But they got me fried chicken ice cream. Oh. So it was slightly different, but it really did look like a bucket of fried chicken. I hate to admit it, it was delicious. <gasps> twist. I know, plot twist. It was one of the funniest moments of like, I was sitting just minding my own business because I didn't even expect there to be a cake moment that night. Yes. It was a, we did like a little weekend. Oh, and cute. they came out and I, I don't think I've laughed that hard. And so I was like, this is so brilliant. And my parents were like, we're so happy you did this because we really thought about getting her a cake shaped like nachos. But then we were like, she's going to be too mad. 
She's gonna oh, everyone. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we're going to ruin her birthday. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Wow. So it wasn't cake. It was ice cream. So that was more okay. I don't know okay. if it was more okay or just ice cream is probably my was... favorite dessert. So I feel like mm. I can, I let ice cream get away with murder. Yeah, it pacified you a little bit. When the Netflix show Is It Cake came out, what were your feelings? Did not watch. Okay. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't bring myself to do it. I see. Yeah. I think it's such a weird phenomenon yeah. that we have become yes. into this Is It Cake thing. Yes. Pandemic. My feeling is when I saw that, what I thought was an internet phenomenon, little selfie and homemade videos of people being mm-hmm. like, is it a cake? Then they cut it and it's like, it's a cake. When I saw that that had been turned into a fully produced Netflix show, I thought, we are hurtling toward a dystopia. <laughs> like, literally, oh, my gosh. first thought was like, <laughs> we are moving along <laughs> towards the end of yeah. society at a much faster clip than I had originally anticipated. Oh, easy. That is definitely, it's a sign of the apocalypse. Yes, it it's is. It's like That's the four right. cakes of the apocalypse. The four- <laughs> And one is a plate of nachos cake. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that hill so much, Shannon. I am going to think hill. of you every time I see a cake that's shaped like something else. It will make me chuckle to myself. And then I'll probably Good. honestly be tempted to send you a photo, but I won't because I won't oh, want to make you, you upset. <laughs> the reality distortion kidding. field around you for these yeah, cakes is, is powerful. It's a big deal for me. Have you ever injured yourself in an embarrassing way? Yes. Really? Sometimes I think I'm the only one. So please tell me. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm happy to share. Little backstory. It's important context. Yes. I spent most of my youth as a very competitive figure skater. That's right. So great on ice. My senior year of college, Mm. I went to college in Vermont where it's cold. Yes. And I was running to catch what we called mid-rides, but they were just sort of rides around campus Mm. and slipped on ice. Oh, no. And broke my ankle. <gasps> and yeah, it was just like unfortunate timing too. You know, you're a senior in college uh, and you're on crutches. Yes, in Vermont. In Vermont and on a campus that is called like the campus on a hill. Like it's, yeah. it was not oh, ideal my or God. No. But just the irony of yes. slipping on ice. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow, that's tough. It betrayed it you. Tough. You were betrayed by the ice. I was. And yeah. Do you still skate? I wish I skated more is the answer that I can give you. I occasionally will go. There's not a convenient rink in the city that offers figure skating ice time. Oh, okay. So I go when I can. Like Chelsea Piers maybe? Chelsea Piers is is the one. That's where you can go and skate. But they only have ice in the morning. So I have to go before work, which is fine. I can be a grown up and, and do something before work. But it's just like there's not necessarily easy transportation to get to Chelsea Piers. It's all the way on the west. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I go, I'm just so happy to be there. It feels like coming home. Like, oh, here we oh, are. That's yeah, such a nice, nice feeling. It is. I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, you can't do anything anymore. But I think mm. anybody who saw me would be like, wow, you're a really good skater because mm-hmm. I have years of it under my belt. Yes. It's just in there. It's just in your body at yeah. this point. Yeah. What's your favorite? What was or is your favorite skating? Is it? Would it be called a trick? I don't, you know what I mean? Like the spins, the jumps. Totally. My strong suit was the artistry and the skating and the choreography and all of that. (gasps) But my best jump was probably my sow cow. Ooh, what a fabulous name. Yeah. For a jump. And it's spelled like S-A-L-C-H. 
like it's spelled ridiculous. Okay, so it's not S O W C O W, which is fully no, what my brain told me right it. now. Oh, 100%. Okay. I thought so my whole life, too. And then one day I looked at it and I was like, that's not what I would have thought. So that was probably my favorite jump. Did you get to pick the songs you would skate to? You did. Back in my day, <laughs> they couldn't have words. So now, if you watch the Olympics, they have words. Yeah. It's very new. It's like within the last five years, maybe. I didn't know that. That they've allowed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I skated to the overture and score of A League of Their Own, which oh, was wow. super fun. Oh, wow. And it was cool. like high energy. I did a lot of like high energy stuff versus the more balletic. Yeah. Um, and then another fun fact about me, I'm a big Disney gal. Love mm. Disney World. And I skated to the soundtrack of Illuminations, which is the fire or used to be the fireworks show at Epcot. That was my oh, last wow. program. That was what I retired on. And my oh, short, that was my long out, program. You truly went out with a bang. A big bang. And then my short program that season was to Chicago. Oh, yes. So you said, are you a Disney girl or a Disney World girl? And are those different things to you? Oh, I don't know if they're different necessarily. I would consider myself Disney in general. There is okay. very few things within the Disney, everything the light touches is yep. Disney's kingdom that <laughs> I don't adore. Okay. I love the movies. I love the characters. I love, yes. the, I love the parks. I grew up going to the parks. Okay. Multiple times per year? Once a year. But Once a year. every year for a long time. Yeah. And I think it was because I'm an only child. Yeah. As a kid, going on vacation, I, I either had to bring a friend with me. Otherwise, yeah. my parents, I would be so bored. Or we'd go to Disney World, which was mm. infinite stimulation and fun. And totally. I loved it. And my parents loved that I loved it. We really got into it. I think the reason I said Disney World girl is I think there are a lot of people who like Disney movies and like the characters that they grew up with yes. but have no connection to the parks. And I have a strong connection to the parks. Okay. Okay. Do you still go every year? Not every year. I've gone a couple times as an adult and it's the best. We went yeah. recently. I brought my now fiance, my parents, Pat and I went last spring mm-hmm. and it was the first time I brought him and I was like, he might be like, this girl's out of her mind and we're done. Yes. <laughs> he didn't. Thank God. Oh, good. He made it through. Had he been before? He had been like maybe twice, but when he was okay. a little kid yes. and I think 11 or 12 maybe. And he had fond memories of it. The people that I know that love it, that are not like crazy about it, you know, like, I guess what I'm saying is there are people who are quote unquote Disney adults. I was going to ask what your thoughts were on that term. I'm like a big believer in like, let's stop yucking people's yums. So if people like Disney, like let them be a Disney adult. 100%. Exactly. But I do think that there is a level of Disney adulting that I have not reached where it's, you know, you have merchandise all over your house and you live in Orlando or Anaheim and you go to the parks all the time. And don't worry, I follow plenty of them on TikTok and get there. This is a TikTok hole I am in. But for me, it's more, it's very nostalgic. I always say it feels like Mm. going to grandma's house for me because it was, I feel like I grew up there in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And I think you'll appreciate this as a creative and a writer Mm. and a creator. I think it is the ultimate expression of storytelling to tell a story mm. through place. There's no stone left unturned. Every yeah, detail is accounted for. And I think as an adult who works in that world, to go mm. in and look at it with that eye of like, wow, they thought of mm-hmm. this. Or even the people working at the quick service French fry counter are in costume and in character. And it's very escapist, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> You're not in the real world. And who doesn't love a roller coaster? Yeah. Do you have a favorite ride? Oh, easy. 
Rock and Roller Coaster. Really? It's in Hollywood Studios, once called okay. MGM back in the day. Would you get married at Disney World? No. That's where I'm saying, like, I don't think I crossed that line. Now I see where you are. It is a spectrum. I agree. There are adults who like Disney, and then there's Disney adults. And again, none of it is bad. We don't want to yuck right. anyone's yums unless their yums are a plate of nachos that's actually a cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's our rule. <laughs> then we can yuck that, that then literal Then you can yuck yum. it all you want. Do you have any super irrational fears? Pigeons. Really? You don't like pigeons? Terrified. Like, truly have to cross the street if there's too many of them. They really scare me. How many is too many? Let's do it like this. One pigeon. Will you plow through? Can walk around. Okay, can walk around. But definitely take like a... You'd give it a wide berth? Yes. Two pigeons. Could still give them a wide berth. Okay, but it sounds like we're getting close to the number at which yeah, you cross the street. Yeah, we're getting close. Yeah. <laughs> Five pigeons? Crossing. Like, absolutely okay. do yeah. not want to be around that. And wow. if I have to, I'm like... Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. they're not pleasant. They are certainly the rats of the sky. My thought is like, if I just quickly, confidently plow through this pile of pigeons, they'll move. And they do. But that's the thing. They move up. And that is yeah. so scary. I don't like them flying near me. If they're on the ground, I can deal with That's why I can okay. give them a wide berth. And that's yeah. why five, you can't, you, no, you're just too no close getting to around five it. pigeons. Mm-mm. They're going to fly. And that's yeah. my thing. Like, I think pigeons are so stupid. I've seen pigeons fly into bus shelters. I've seen them. Like, they're just dumb. Yeah. And so I'm afraid that they could be dumb enough to fly into my head. And if a pigeon touched (sighs) my head, I don't know what I would do. What would happen? I would have to take, like, a seven-hour shower. Yeah. (laughs) Probably shave my head. Like, get rid of my hair. I'm guessing. Witness protection. Yeah. Easily. Easily. Have to move out of New York. Could not live in New York after that (laughs) Never again. Absolutely not. That would be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Okay. I too worry that they would be dumb enough to fly into your head, frankly. I don't have a lot of faith in their ability to not do that. Exactly. They're a literal flight risk because you never know (laughs) what they're going to do. Okay. There, as you were, I think, uh, going to say earlier, there are people who feed the pigeons and there are people here in New York City who let the pigeons sit all over them. I am not afraid of pigeons, but that is hard for me to look at. It makes my skin crawl. Yeah. It's not good. Can't really look at it. Yeah, me neither. I like see that it's happening and I'm like, no. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, do you have all of your shots? Like you're going to get, I don't even know what you're going to get. No, it's not. It's just not for me. So I guess we're going to add that to the list of yucking someone's yums. If your yum is hanging out with a bunch of pigeons, we're not here for it, frankly. (laughs) Do it where I can't see it. Yes, absolutely. Do you have a favorite joke? It's a loaded question to ask a comedian. I I know. I have favorite of my jokes and I have favorite Mm. jokes that I've heard other comedians say, but I think I'm going to answer your question. Like my first favorite joke (laughs) that I like loved in elementary and middle school. I thought this was the funniest joke was there are two muffins in the oven and the first muffin looks over and he goes, God, it's really hot in here. And the other muffin looks back at him and goes, a talking muffin. (laughs) That joke probably is why I'm in comedy. (laughs) Everyone has one. The element of surprise, the unexpected I think it's, twist. I do actually think that that's a great joke. Do you remember who told it to you? I probably like read it in a book or something and then just like got a kick out of telling my family. Yeah. Again, only child. You're always performing. You're like, look at me do this. I'm also an only child, which I think we've talked about, but it probably right. should surprise zero people. Um, but yes, I, I, I relate to that strongly. <laughs> look at what I'm doing. Look, 
look, I made up a dance. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Constantly. My poor parents were probably like, we don't care. Just kidding. They were definitely like, yes, my parents were of course supportive. It's funny though, as an adult, I'm definitely still like, so mom, did you listen to the podcast or Same. did you watch Same. the video I made? Same. Yeah. Or I'll like send them something and yeah. then like 10 minutes will go by and be like, did you watch it? And they're like, yeah. we're doing something. <laughs> like we will watch it. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. I'm like, hello, I've created for you. This is existing because of me. Yeah. Anyway, that's mortifying for us both, but at least we're not the only ones, you know? Yeah, at least we can admit it. It can be worse. Yeah, it would be worse if we couldn't admit it, I think, probably. Yeah, first step. Perhaps. Okay, this is a two-part question for you. Who would play you in a movie about your life? And Mm. if we were to make the movie, what chapter of your life would make the most compelling plot? That's a great question. Thanks. Who would play me in a movie? I relate very strongly to Zoe Deschanel's character in New Girl, which is another Mm. comfort show of mine. A little less quirky than her, but definitely like sings a lot and walks into things. And like we got the blue eye, dark hair thing going on. I feel like she could convincingly be me yes in the future because she's older than me so maybe that doesn't really make sense but whatever yeah I think maybe her and then the chapter of my life is another great question I think I'm gonna have to go with the first year I moved to New York because it Mm. was the hardest year of my life really yeah I uh moved here I was like I'm gonna be an actress this was right after college right two days after I graduated I moved here and I got I think I had like seven jobs my main one that I actually was employed by a entity like a yes. a, a corporation was I worked at Bloomingdale's selling jeans mm-hmm. on 59th Street just jeans just jeans I worked in the denim department I mean I could sell anything but I was sure in the denim department are you really good at finding jeans that fit people now no not anymore oh. I mean I was for a while I knew everything <laughs> about all those designer jeans. the other thing too that's funny about it is I worked in this like you know it's Bloomingdale's it's all designer I like Levi's they're real denim yeah. I mean yeah. I've fallen onto that like a gold or a goldie not a g i know it's very confusing but is it adriana goldschmidt yeah it's very like, similar a goldie is my favorite kind of jeans i know and i, I like them. mother jeans do you ever buy mothers i haven't tried mother yet i gotta find jeans made for short girls oh here are some of the things i remember joe's jeans yes i could fit two of my legs in the length of their jean <laughs> oh my god if you are a tall person and you're listening yes. to this, go yes. buy Joe's jeans because they are okay. made for you. I remember that. I was a J brand associate. I coveted J brands. So I, I liked those. I know how to fold my jeans really well. Mm. You fold them in threes, not in half. Really? So that they don't crease as much? It just makes them nicer. So like you fold them, the pants yep. up, and every jean has a different... Some jeans fold in so that yes. the zipper becomes like inside the taco. And then some jeans fold out so that the zipper is on the outside. And that just depends on the jean and you'll feel it. So don't try and force all your jeans to fold the same way. I know these are the real life skills that you can't do. Wow. (laughs) Dropping knowledge that I was not ready for, but I am grateful to now have because I would love for my jeans to look showroom ready in my closet so that I can pick out the same exact pair every single time to wear and abandon all of the other ones. That I have so many of that I never wear. Yes. 100%. Okay, so you had that job and you were in New York the first year and it was really hard. How would the movie feel? Like, what would the character arc be? Oh, she would be like making it on her own. So like, yes, I came to New York and I knew, right? You, so silly. You know, you're like, I want to be an entertainer. I want to be an actress. It's going to be hard. And then you're like, 
but not for me. And I think <laughs> everyone has to believe that a little bit. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. Because you mm. look at your friends who have done it. You look at the movies you've seen. You're like, this sounds awful. But you have mm. to have this sort of weird belief in your head that, like, it's going to work for you. It's going to be different mm. for you. I think. I think that's the only way you could do it. And so I I think it's this like getting beat down of like, oh, it's not going to be easy and you're going to have to work hard. And, yeah. you know, I think it was just so different coming from a schooling environment where yeah. you just have to do well to do well. There's no element of luck or chance or networking or whatever that is. You're just yeah. sort of like, I study hard and I do this and I'm going to be great. So I think... That would be like the low. That would be my dark mm. night of the soul. Okay. <laughs> and then coming out of it and sort of rearranging my understanding of what I actually wanted. I think that story would be really compelling. I think it'd be so yeah, fun right? to make. I could see Zoe Deschanel doing it. You could also play yourself. Okay, that's true. Like that's, you could I make it autobiographical or you could do like semi-autobiographical where it's not like the title character is named Shannon, but mm. the story is drawn from your experience. Yeah. Love that idea. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Okay, Shannon, we're going to take a quick break and then we will be right back. This episode of Non-Technical is brought to you by Acrisure, a global fintech leader with a broad product and service offering specializing in intelligence-driven financial services across insurance, real estate services, cyber services, asset and wealth management, and more. Sound familiar? Acrisure recently made waves by partnering with the Pittsburgh Steelers for naming rights to their home field. Here we go, Steelers. Yes, football. I get it. The company combines human and high tech to help businesses and people grow and protect what they worked so hard to build. And they're no stranger to growth either. Increasing revenue by 100x in less than a decade, expanding into 15 countries and operating as the sixth largest insurance broker in the world and the largest independent real estate services company in America. Ready for an extraordinary advantage? Go to www.acrisure.com to request a quote or find a solution. And we're back with Shannon Fiedler, writer, comedian, content creator, and actress. Shannon, we have arrived at a very exciting moment in this episode of Non-Technical. Are you ready? Oh, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Fantastic to hear. We've arrived at the lightning round. Woo! Okay. Mm. Exciting. Very exciting. Well, I do want to set your expectations. It's not a particularly fast lightning round because I usually have a lot of follow-up questions. Emotionally, I would say it should have the fervor of a lightning round. My first gut answer, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, do definitely don't overthink it. I mean, that's good advice for the entire show and good advice life. for life. For life. Yeah. <laughs> don't overthink it. <laughs> What's your favorite board game? Trivia Pursuit. Really? Oh yeah. my gosh. Blew my mind for some reason. I understand why it blew your mind. When was the last time you played Trivial Pursuit? I almost played last night, but then we opted for Mario. Ooh, what Mario game did you play? Mario Party. On the Switch? On the Switch. Oh my God, Shannon, if you ever want to play, that would be 100%. so okay. fun. Done. Sold. Yes. Okay, Mario it is. <laughs> Wait, who's your Mario character? Oh, I change it up. I, isn't that crazy? That is actually insane. I feel like that is like the behavior of a sociopath. Every time I change. I'm a little I, relieved though, because I was fearful that you would say yours was Daisy and mine is of mm, course Daisy because she is our brown haired princess. Yeah, exactly. And we need that representation. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I occasionally play Daisy. Oh, you do. Okay. All right. Good. Have you ever read a book twice? Yes. What book? Oh, the Great Gatsby. Oh. And 
I mean, I had to read it twice for school and then I read it once as an adult. So I like really reread that one. I don't know if I've read another book twice. Oh, Harry Potter. Sure. Classic. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Are you a big coffee drinker? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wish I wasn't, but I am. Really? Yeah. Why are you trying to drink less of it? Well, I wasn't. And then Pat was like, you should cut back. Like you (laughs) constantly have a headache and you like shake. Like you should... Mm. So I've cut back. Okay. There was an intervention. And so now you've yeah, made some changes. Have... <laughs> yeah. I went through like a really low point in college when I was drinking seven cups of coffee a day most <gasps> days. Shannon. Yeah. So that was bad. And I don't do that anymore. Now I drink okay. two. I have my, my morning coffee, which gets me up. And I love the ritual of it. Me I love too. like a warm mug. It's mm. so great. And then in the afternoon, Absolutely. I need to pick me up. So. I totally feel you. Do you have a favorite cartoon character? I'm going to go Rapunzel because I see myself ah. in her from Tangled. <gasps> oh. Very cool. That's a good one. No one said that yet. I love that. Love it. Do you sleep with a top sheet or no top sheet? Like when you make the bed? I believe in the top sheet. Hell yeah. My Me fiance too. does not believe in the top sheet. What do you do about that? Fight. <laughs> <laughs> some nights we use it. Some nights we, it's really just like whoever wins wow. the battle that night. Yeah. Wow. And compromise. Mm-hmm. That's the secret to a long and lasting yeah. happy life together. <laughs> All about the so. top sheet. You need like a twin bed top sheet that just you yeah. can use. <laughs> That's so smart. I should, I'm going to take that idea. Okay. Pitch that to Pat. See what he thinks. Yeah. Hopefully it makes up for me suggesting you have a Christmas themed wedding and dress as Mrs. Yeah, I have two Claus. great ideas for you. <laughs> I have two equally incredible ideas. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's great. Do you have a pump up song? Uh, probably Cruel Summer, Taylor Swift. I was literally listening to that album this morning. The Whole best. album. That, I love that album. It's so good. Yeah. That's almost, a great jam. It's almost a no-skip, but... It's almost a no-skip, except I skip Soon You'll Get Better, because it's too sad. That song makes me cry. I cry. And songs I rarely it. make me cry. Yes. But that one is beautiful. Yes, it's I really know, good. but I listened to it one In time. I said that was beautiful, and I never have to I'm hear done. it again. <laughs> Unless I actually want to weep. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. My former guest, Kinsey Grant, uh, is also a a Taylor Swift fan. And we had a long and beautiful discussion about Taylor Swift. uh, And I feel like the three of us should sit down sometime and... Great. And listen to the new album. I would love that. When it comes out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Soon. Okay. It's a date. Wow. We have an exciting fall ahead of us, Shannon. (laughs) Love it. I know. Yay. I have one more question for you, which is sad. I wish our time was not already coming to a close, but what would you title your memoir? Pun intended. Oh my God. I love it. Perfect. (laughs) You really had that on the top of your head. Are you thinking of writing a memoir? No, but I would like to write something like that. But my Twitter bio is pun intended, the Shannon Fiedler story. And then why am I like this? The sequel. Oh, I love that. Because I say that a lot. Why am I like this? That's a great one. Why am I like this? They're in my body already. I think these books are going to happen. Do you know what I mean? I think so. I just kind of feel it. I think that I'll be looking at a version of those books. In all my spare time. As you In all your spare time. Well, you're going to have more spare time because I'm planning the wedding. Exactly. Exactly. I can delineate all of that to you. We'll walk down the aisle to Jingle Bells. It'll be great. That's right. (laughs) I think Jingle Bells would be great. This is a very exciting. Don't worry. I have a perfect idea for the wedding cake. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Shannon Fiedler, thank you so much for coming on Non-Technical. I really appreciate it. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. This was such a blast. Yeah, this was so fun. Where can people find more about you? Well, you can follow me on the socials. Uh, Mm. I'm at Shannon Fiedler 13, TikTok, Instagram, 
Those are really the only ones I use. I have a new podcast that is also a live radio show on AMP on Monday nights. Oh, Yeah. It's called Just Like Other Girls with Shannon Fiedler. (laughs) And every week I dive into God only knows what. Sometimes I have a guest, sometimes I don't, but you should listen to it either live on AMP or it comes out Friday mornings on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. That's amazing. Wow, that's so exciting. And you can find me at Yay Alexis Gay on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, or at non-technicalpod on all of those places as well. One more time, Shannon, this was such a treat. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, well, we'll be in touch to do it again and, and plan those weddings. <laughs> Absolutely. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. 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 